Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. On this episode of the Behind the Mask podcast, we talk about championship week. Yep, we give our predictions and why. Cash up, follow soon. We can't get up out of here without talking about Deshaun Watson. What is it going to take for him to get out of H-Town? Or he may be, he may have a way to sit out and they can do nothing about it and he still gets paid in an accredited year. And what's going on with the Detroit Lions, Los Angeles Rams? They swap quarterbacks. Who gets the best out of that trade? All of that coming up and more. Check it out. Let's go behind the mask. Welcome back to another edition of the Behind the Mask podcast. Big week is already here. The big game is already here. And I cannot wait to break this thing down. But first, I can't do it by myself. Let me reach out to my partner, man. Two, where you at, homie? It's your favorite plus size model, Tucson Ray. in the building. What's good, Spikes? Why you got to do all of that, though? Oh, man. You know, I got to clear my throat being a champion that I am. Super Bowl's here. You know, another bet is coming. So I just want you to hear this clearly as we get into this episode and you lose this bet for yet another year. <clears throat> you still need to get into the, to the, um, the gift of of fulfilling your own belt, but you you, you me, 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 me. I just gotta clear my throat. That's all. Man, you clear this though. How about that? <laughs> What's good, man? What's good? A lot going on this week, brother. Leading up to this Super Bowl, man. Man, it's a lot going on, bro. Like, like I'm looking forward to talking about the big game, but when you look at it more and more, I tell people all the time: the off season in the NFL. Is just as good as the end season, probably even better because you got to be able to prove it the same week. So, and therefore, you got to wait for it to happen. Uh, I'm talking about Deshaun Watson. He wants to get out of H Town, Houston, dog. He wants to get out, bro. And the thing about it is, um, it's crazy because he is coming off of his best season yet as a pro. He said career highs and passing completion. He said it in yards. He said it in touchdowns with the career low seven interceptions. And this is probably probably dating back to this first year, the worst season that they've had. And so when you look at this too, like, what do you make out of it, bro? Man, I think it's something organizational down there. And I say that because you, you rarely see a team – that has had such success in recent, you know, particularly division success as the Houston Texans, but they ship all of their uh, franchise star players out. You think of Dwayne Brown, the starting left tackle. He left a few years ago to Seattle. Um, then you had D Hopkins. He's gone. They traded him out to Arizona. So you have your, your, your best players that for whatever reason, they're either not happy there. They want to, 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 to have a change of scenery. And they're winning. I don't get it. But Deshaun Watson, he says he's done. He says he's out. They have a new head coach there down in Houston, new GM and everything. And typically, when you have a franchise quarterback. The Super Bowl is here and you can get in on all of the action at betonline.ag. Tampa Bay, the 
the first team in history to play for the title on their home field is currently a three and a half point underdog against Kansas City, looking for back to back titles for the first time in almost two decades. Yep, the Patriots was the last team to do it. Bet Online has hundreds of props on the game, including game MVP, margin of victory, and even the length of the national anthem. Always available online or on your mobile device. Visit Bet Online today. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Your franchise quarterback wants to be a part of that process, right? right? With the new hires, with the change of direction, as the organization says, you know what? This is not a rebuild right now. What we're going to do is we're going to get the proper tools in place to help us become uh, more of a successful team to go deeper in the playoffs. They didn't do that with Deshaun Watson. He says he wants out, man, and that, that huge salary, somebody got to pick it up. And I think all of this goes back to, and this is what I've been hearing internally from guys who are actively playing in the league. A lot of them, especially on that team, the Houston team, they don't want to play for the owner. Yeah. And yeah, and it goes back to when Bob McNair, before he passed away, he said, we can't have the inmates running the prison. Yeah. yeah. Which really, we all know that saying is usually supposed to go, you can't have the inmates running the asylum. Mm-hmm. So now, even though Kyle McNair, his son, is running the football operations, running the team, he's the new owner, guys still feel that hurt. They feel that scar, as they should. And so when we look at it, you see Deshaun Watson, and it's like, man, he just recently signed a big deal a few years ago. And uh, that deal came, I remember, four years, 156 mil. Like 27 signing bonus, 27 mil for the signing bonus, but 110 mil guaranteed with an average salary of 39 M's. Mm. M's. And he had the no trade clause in it, but now he's saying, screw all of that, I want out. So that tells you how bad it got to be down there for him in Houston, man. You know, yeah, it, it, the new head coach came in, he said, we, we plan to move forward with Deshaun Watson. I think that's one of the reasons he took the job. Then the GM comes out right away and said, we have no interest in trading the player. As almost if he's like a commodity, a stock on Robinhood or something like that. Like they just, you know, he's not really a, a human. And I think that goes back to your point when you're talking about you can't have the in, inmates running the prison. Just that mentality. Those little things are the things that players take heed of and it sticks with them. And they're just like, you know what? Ain't nothing changed. So at this point, Watson wants out. He's ready to start new. And, and I wonder, what would you have to give up for a player? You mentioned his accolades, all the Pro Bowls, et cetera. What would, you have, what would a team have to give up to get a marquee, potentially franchise quarterback like a Deshaun Watson? Well, I, I think, you know, what you typically would give up, you got to look around the league and be able to make comparables, kind of like real estate. I want to, you sell this house in this hood. I want to be in this hood. I'm going to look at comp. So when you look at it, you look at the most recent trade of quarterbacks in the game, you look at the Lions and the Rams trade where you got Stafford and um, uh, Golf. They're switching teams, right? So when you look at that and then they looked at exactly what was given up, John McClain, uh, he's very embedded and you're familiar with John. He reports on the team out of Houston. 
He came, he came out and said the Rams-Lions trade will have nothing to do with the Watson trade if the Texans has anything to do with it. And so he also went on to say they'll at least – they want two ones, two twos, and two young defensive starters for their quarterback. And just to remind you, Watson, 25 years of age, he's still up on the contract, obviously, because he just signed that deal. And he's just beloved by the fans when you look at it all the way around. So basically, this type of trade to get Watson to leave to go anywhere, they're saying the Texans want a deal similar to when Jimmy Johnson pulled the trigger for the Her- for Herschel Walker back in the late 80s. Yeah, trying to mortgage the whole world. That's the dynasty built for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. You got, I mean, you got to get your assets back in place, right? You, you, you're taking a, a, a once-in-a-lifetime player like Deshaun Watson in terms of what he could do with his arm and his legs uh, down here in Houston. I, that's a lot, though, bro. That's a lot. You mentioned you mentioned uh, Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford. Most teams, once you have a franchise quarterback, you do whatever you can to keep them because they are few and far in between in the NFL. It's hard. You see the drop-off when, when, a, when a starting quarterback uh, goes down with injury or something like that, and then the backup comes in, it's often a huge drop-off. So imagine you have a franchise player, like you said, beloved in the community, can do uh, – whatever your team needs to kind of get over whatever hump, because clearly you got them early in the draft, right? You pick, you pick, you know, nine times out of 10, you got them early in the draft, but to give up the Sean Watson and, and, and the start new, you're going to need those first round picks because you're going to probably have to draft another quarterback. Cause they're not just hanging from trees, man. And it, yeah. it shows you right with, with Matthew Stafford, like you said, and, uh, um, and Jared Goff, like I would have never thought that, that Stafford would leave Detroit for the simple fact Detroit holds on to their superstars throughout their prime, even though they suck. Yeah, they, they, you, you, you're right about that, bro. And it goes all the way back to, hey, why you think Barry Sanders retired? Barry Sanders, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? But when you look at Deshaun Watson and you see a lot of, you see and hear a lot of reports saying, hey, he's, he may even threaten to sit out for the year. Well, that goes back to the Le'Veon Bell case and well, if you do that, you use it, you use, you lose a year of your benefits, you know, everything that's on to you. Granted, you're making all that money. It's still though, like I count everything. But bottom line is, I think it's one way that he could possibly get out of this situation. And I think it puts the ball into his court. If the league goes up until this season with the new COVID protocol, the same COVID same COVID protocol. He could sit out, still get credit for the year, won't get paid his full salary, and still gain his benefits and everything that come along with an accredited year. So if I'm the Texans, and especially knowing that, if if they're operating up under the agreement that was from the players and also the league, the Texans may may be without a quarterback. And they probably won't get anything for it if they don't ship him because he could sit out and say, you know what? I'm feeling a little unsafe with this COVID protocol. Like I I did it last year. I don't feel well about it this year. So now it gives you more of a right to try to ship him and move him. Yeah. So Deshaun, you're basically saying Deshaun has all the leverage in this situation. Yeah. He has all of the leverage. I think he has all of the leverage unless if they come together 
and change up the mutual agreement that the Players Association and also the league came together to make. I seriously doubt it. So it, this definitely is going to be one to remains to be seen. Yeah, man. And it's early in the offseason. You know what I'm saying? Then we have the draft coming up. So if the, if the Texans are thinking like you're saying, because I didn't even think of that. If the Texans are thinking like you're saying, chances are they may go ahead and, and get uh, a quarterback in the draft. So, you know, like you said, it remains to be seen early in the offseason. Hope it, hope it happens uh, for Deshaun Watson because, you know, whatever's going on in there in Houston, another former team of mine, hell, I played everywhere, but <laughs> another former team of mine. But whatever's going on there that, the, the, that your, your marquee players just don't want to play there anymore, I think that's the root of what really needs to be addressed. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. And uh, it's very deep and it's real internal, especially when you keep in mind 70% of the league is black. And when you look at that team and that type of city, Mm. um, a lot of support comes from the African-American community. So uh, definitely got to look deeper and see what's going on internally. Kind of like the Detroit Lions and the Los Angeles Rams made that trade, bro. They look yeah. deep. Both teams, a lot of people look deep. Sean McVay even looked deep. He was <laughs> like, all right, I'm riding with it. I'm riding with golf. But then, lo and behold, the trade happened. I didn't, I thought Matthew Stafford had a chance, but I didn't, I didn't think they would, would have been that aggressive when you look yeah. at the Los Angeles Rams, especially taking into account they got the two best players, defensive players in the National Football League when you talk about Aaron Donald, he's lining up front, and Jalen Ramsey at the cornerback position. And you already know they're getting top salaries in both positions. And so when you think about what they have and and how they're capped off, and, like, let me remind you, they signed Jared Goff to a four-year, $134 million extension. You know what I mean? Gave up six picks to get him. Now they're giving up three picks to get him. Two first round and the third round, man. Like, two, like, this It this says a lot that you yeah. probably can't even talk about all the way around. But I wanted to get your take on it because I, I, I got my take is more so from the Ram side. Like, who yeah. do you think really won out of this deal, bro? Well, I think, you know, to your, it was all good just a week ago, right? Everybody loved Jared Goff out in L.A., you know, brought him to a Super Bowl. It's two teams going in in different directions, I think, with this. So, in my opinion, the Rams, they want to win right now. That's why they brought Matthew Stafford in, right? They're looking to repeat, go deep in the playoffs, and and take that next step to get back to the Super Bowl. And they think Matthew Stafford can do it. But the Lions, they have to go young. Matthew Stafford has been in the league several years, I think since 2009 now. Had to go young with Jared Goff and getting those uh, first-round picks, like I just said with Deshaun Watson, now you have an opportunity to get another quarterback, groom that quarterback in the event that it doesn't work with Jared Goff. So I think the Lions are getting put in a position for the future. Clearly, whatever they had going on with, with, with Stafford didn't work. We talked about Barry Sanders. Megatron came on. He, he he talked about the Detroit Lions in terms of how he felt his career was uh, was, was, was wasted. His prime was wasted down there. He didn't feel the places, the pieces were put in place to help the Lions win. So, I think this is a good step because the Lions went young with a quarterback. And, and Jared Goff is a solid quarterback. You know what I mean? So, but again, with these draft picks that they get too, they have to put the pieces in place around him, surround him with some talent that can hopefully have them make some noise out there in the NFC. But 
I don't know, man. I, you ask me who won. I like to say the Lions did did well because they again they they got young at the quarterback position. But the Rams, they they're gonna be looking tough making another run next year. Bruh, it's is when you think about like I played in, I played for two of the teams in Cali, yeah. 49ers and the Chargers. And when you look at this, one thing that I know you have in common, because I played for both teams and played against Oakland enough to even see it, even though they are a little different with fan-based uh, support. If you're not willing, winning in the state of Cali, mm. people ain't coming out to see you. Like, weather and shit is just too good. I can find other ways to spend my time. Like, they ain't coming. If you are not the top dog in L.A., they definitely ain't coming. Period. And so when I look at the owner, Kroenke, and, 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 and he understands that. And he was very aggressive. Like, sign Aaron Donald. Then went out and got, just a year ago, went out and over a year ago, he went out and got Jalen Ramsey. You know, best corner in the league. And now he understands and knows, look, man, I'm not trying to hit no bottom line. I'm scared money don't make no money. I'm going to invest in whatever I need to do to get me a player here. That's the reason why he went out and got and, and, and got Stafford. Gave up two firsts. And so when you look at that, you give up two firsts and you can say, all right, man, I don't know if Stafford really worth two firsts. Well, it ain't just Stafford, it's the team and Stafford. And what I mean by this, why I think it makes sense is when you look at this trade overall, like you said, Detroit is getting ready to rebuild. They're going to get those picks. Now, if everything works out, which I think it will, because this Rams team was a very good football team. If they continue to win, worst case scenario, even if they don't go to the Super Bowl, where do you think those first round picks will be? What, at what part of the draft will they be picked at? Late. 27 to 32. That's where it's going to be. So when you look at it and you you take into account certain guys maybe don't pan out. I'm pretty sure they did all of the, 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 the numbers on it, the analytics and just see. And so when you look at that now, you instantly get better, number one. Two, one thing a lot of people don't realize, and I like Matthew Stafford. He's a gunslinger. That's what they want to do. But he never had a running game. In 166 starts, he's only had a 100-yard rusher. Guess how many times, too? How many? That's not an answer. <laughs> I don't know. 12. 11. You was close. Yeah, it was close. It was close. If there were horseshoes and hand grenade, you would be the winner. <laughs> so my point I'm saying is this. I think the trade was very nice, and even though – they gave up two first-round picks. The Rams instantly got better, and best believe it changes up everybody's mentality in the yeah. NFC West. San Fran beat them two times last year, so Matthew Stafford has no recollection of that. He's not; it's not going to be in his head when he get ready to play them. You look at Seattle; they are already going through their coaching changes, so it's going to be real competitive, man. I like the Rams with this with this trade they just made. Well, the Rams, they got to get out of that division again. You know what I'm saying? Arizona's still going to be tough next year. And obviously, Seattle's always there. We'll see if that's going to work out. I, and again, I just find it – I look at the, the, the players. Again, when you have a franchise player, a player, a quarterback, I should say, that's been on your team, the leader of your team for 
for a decade, it's rare that you see them move on, right? Unless it's later on in their career, like uh, Peyton Manning towards the end of his career, uh, your guy Phillip Rivers towards the end of his career. You know, when you look at those situations, when, when a player has been a, a mainstay of a team so long, that's when you see the transition. And you hope Matthew Stafford has an opportunity to get some wins because, again, in Detroit, it just wasn't happening. He had one of the best receivers earlier on in, in the history of the game in, in Megatron. Just couldn't couldn't get enough pieces around him to make that leap, to make a deep playoff run, and to make the Super Bowl. That's the key. What Can the Rams – is Matthew Stafford enough and whatever they're going to do in free agency in the draft, is that going to be enough to help them make the Super Bowl? Because that's what you want to see from a quarterback that's been in the league so long. Valid point, too. Very valid point. And when you look at what they lack on the offensive side, definitely a few offensive linemen, but then they also need a receiver. They need another burner. I know they got Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and, you know, Cooper has been hurt two out of the last three years. He pretty much finished the season. I like him as a receiver, but they need another burner. They need somebody who's going to be able to take the top off. So to your point, you are right. They got to be able to, to, to get other guys that'll come in. I think the core, the nucleus core is so good. You will see guys signing deals there, understanding I'm coming here to win in LA and I, I'll make the money up on the back end when I host that Lombardi trophy. Kind of like they did down in Tampa, right? Yeah. <laughs> coming back. Or uh, Gronk coming back, AB coming back, you know what I'm saying? Leonard Fournette coming back. Everybody want to play with the GOAT, with Tom Brady and the worked out opportunity to win another Super Bowl with Tom Brady, man. And they at home. So you already know, Spikes. Let's get into it. <clears throat> me, me, me. Let's do this Super Bowl talk, man. What you got for me, baby? What you mean what I got? I ain't scared. I'm still here. here. what you talk about man I know it's going I mean you know I know how you feel we we talk about best all the time and I I didn't get with you this week so I couldn't wear the Auburn jersey that's all right though that's 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 all right I promise I'm gonna make that up everybody sees that but what we gonna do this year for the Super Bowl for the bet man because I already know who I'm going with you know I mean I I can't I can't jump ship you know I'm a loyal person I can't I can't jump ship off of a team that just did their thing last year it got the dove for me you know what I'm saying? Mahomes and the Chiefs. I got I, I gotta rock with them. I mean, how do you defeat how you defend these weapons, man? You got you got you got Hill to cheat out there. You got Travis Kelsey, best tight end in the league. Let's not forget Nico Hardman also. He ain't no slouch out there, bro. He ain't no slouch. And he can affect the game in the special teams like he did last week in the AFC championship. I don't know. I, we looking kind of good, brother. We looking kind of good. You for real too, huh? Yo, I'm, I got to run it back. I wouldn't be me if I ain't run it back, man. Well, you know what? I'm going to accept the bet, and I'm picking Tampa. Mm. All right? And let me tell you the reason why, just in case some people may want to go to Vegas. I'll, <laughs> I'll send you my, my cash app so you can hook me up. So when I look at this matchup, dog, and I get it, I'm kind of worried about Kansas City, they're coming to Tampa the day before the game. And I get it, player safety, cool. But I'm going to tell you this. When I was in Buffalo, you know, too, the first game of the year when the season comes out, you look and see, okay, we play Miami. 
what time of the year do we play in Miami? The yeah. reason why is you don't want to go to Miami. You won't go in September. You don't want to go in September because you already know, like, man, I can't breathe. Yeah. Listen, bro, I'm just saying I think that's going to play a factor into it. Like, you can be in shape all you want to, but when that when that air has a little humidity in it and it's warmer, that's going to be tough on the lungs. But this is the real reason why. And I knew you was going to come with this, so I was ready for you today, too. <laughs> the real reason why is this. When you look at Tampa Bay's defense, played one hell of a game, but they learned from their mistakes the other previous time, even when they played Green Bay the first time. They cleaned up and had a totally different game plan. I look at two of the edge rushers, JPP and Shaq Barrett. They're coming off of that end raising havoc, going up against the tackles. Oh, my bad, the backup tackles. Eric Fisher <laughs> and Mitchell Schwartz, both starting tackles, for KC, they're out. And so, like, listen, I get it. JPP, Shaq Barrett, when you look at the damage they did last week against Green Bay two weeks ago, five sacks, four tackle for losses, and six quarterback hits. So now when I see that heat coming off, like, yeah, you can throw the ball away quickly, but that ain't how Kansas City make their money, bro. They make their money from running around, buying time, Throwing the ball deep. You got two hedgehogs coming off the end, and they hungry. Like hungry hippos, huh? Listen, that's that's well and good, being hungry and all of that, and I get it, and I I take your hat off the JPP, you know what I'm saying, Shaq Barrett. That's great. But even when the Chiefs had their starting tackles uh, playing for them, Mahomes was still scrambling, running out the pocket. So it don't matter who's there. He's going to be scrambling, running anyway in – who else in the league is better than this man at what he's doing right now? Manipulating the pocket, escaping, still getting the ball downfield, and his his receivers are always ready, doing a scramble drill, coming back to the ball. I mentioned Kelsey. You know what I'm saying? I mentioned Hill the Cheetah. Like, really, bro? You really want this smoke? Did you check the injury report, Mr. Smoke? I don't Did you, you check? It's, it's early in the week. Who cares about all of that, man? We ain't worried about that. The homes on the injury report. And it means nothing. It means nothing, man. Tom Brady been on the injury report for 20 years. He's still playing. That don't mean nothing. That was strategic, man. Yeah, whatever. I, you're going to take the strategic L. How about that? Well, Brady. Shout out to Brady. And the, shout out to Brady. You know what I'm saying? Getting back. You know he's going to come out with something dope to make sure. We ain't even talk about your man, A.B., back in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And Gronk, Gronk, there you go. He going to get. We can talk about that. Should that clip up again? We talked about that on the last episode. No, we don't. But what I'm saying is he going to make sure that he gets A.B. in the game, obviously. He's going to make sure that he get Gronk in the game. You know he's going to make sure his man get a touchdown or at least gets a look at getting a touchdown. So it's not going to be no easy win. Don't get me wrong. I just think that the Chiefs are going to have an upper hand in this one. And that speed, man, that speed. They're they playing. It's like NASCAR out there. They're playing at another, at another level, bro. And even though Brady's methodical and poised and, you know, strategic, I just don't see it, man. I think that speed and that youth of the Chiefs going to get them. And whatever that bet is, whatever you want it to be, whatever. I know Coy, our boy Coy Wire, former teammate, talking about a, a, a milk challenge, drink a gallon of milk in 55 minutes. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm I like that bet. Coy, Coy I, I like that bet. Nah, Coy, I'm, I'm lactose intolerant, bro. I can't do that, man. You ain't going to no, have me. We're going to chase that thing down with some uh, lactose pills. That's what we're going to do. 
bubble guts on the on the show and they have to bleep out the sounds coming out. We don't want none of that, man. Mud butt. I ain't doing all of that, bro. <laughs> I was like, nah, man. We we can pick up something though. We can we can you run the bet back. Huh? We can't do the milk challenge. Milk, bro. Hey, they got pills for it, bro. You drink a gallon of milk in an hour. Who, yeah, who I, does I that for what? What's the purpose? Punishment. Nah, you got to find something else. Run it back, something else. Either run the bet, bet back from last week, or you know what I'm saying. What else we got on deck? I know a couple other people said a few things. Two hot chip challenges. Two. Well, no, you got to still fulfill your bet from the one, but now you'll eat two. If I don't, I'll eat one. All right. There it is. Yeah. Come on, Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Run it back. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you better break out the preparation eight, son. It's on. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.